back to Yes, You Can Lead, a podcast about life and leadership lessons from me, your host, Chip Nightingale. Last time we were together, we talked about the importance of what it means to stay in your lane. When is it okay to cross over into someone else's lane? I think it's important for us to know that there are going to be times when we do need to cross over into someone else's lane. My hope with the last podcast was for you to determine whether you had the right motives to do so. The goal in any organization, whether it's at your home, coaching a sport, pastoring a church, leading a small business, or leading in a large corporation, it is to grow. And do you really believe that you can accomplish all that you want to without the help of others and their expertise? If you hadn't had a chance to listen to episode number four, Stay in Your Lane, I would encourage you to go check it out. I know that I've already had many opportunities this week to think through what lane I should stay in. Let's now dive into episode number five, Godly Wisdom. Recently, I've been challenged in the area of growing in wisdom. In order to be the most effective leader we can possibly be, then we need to constantly be growing in our skill and understanding of the work that we are doing. That is wisdom. Just yesterday, I was in a meeting in which our president and CEO was sharing about the vision of the ministry. As he shared all the amazing things that God has done in the last several years, he introduces me as the director of advancement. He then begins to share about all the funds that God has provided through the recent campaigns and that we did it without going public, which is an amazing feat. Then he says that it is his philosophy that we should never have to go public. Without hesitation, I said, I disagree. Let me give you more of the story. This is a conversation that he is having with an outside organization who is just learning about us. Even though I did not necessarily agree with his philosophy, that was not the moment for me to let anybody know that I disagreed with him. Wisdom in that moment would have been to just listen and then have a conversation with our president one-on-one. Fortunately, in that moment, I realized the mistake I made. I concluded my thoughts by saying, in light of that moment, it was exactly what we needed to do and ended my conversation. But being in that position before and having people do the same thing to me, I immediately realized that I put him in a very awkward spot. In fact, I didn't say hardly anything the rest of the morning. The reason being is because I realized how important it was to show that I do respect the authority that God has placed over me and I needed to honor him the rest of the day. I love this quote from an unknown author. A smart person knows what to say. A wise person knows whether or not to say it. This was a valuable lesson for me to learn. But in order for me to gain wisdom in what happened, I need to apply what I learned from my mistake. And if there is a next time, I need to just keep my mouth shut. That is gaining wisdom. This is what I love about the book of Proverbs. It teaches us about how to have godly wisdom. To give you some background, the first seven verses is an introduction to the entire book of Proverbs. Verse one is the title, the Proverbs and Solomon, the son of David, the king of Israel. Verses 2 through 6 express the twofold purpose of the book in one very long sentence. Listen to it. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, 
to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. And verse 7 gives the model of the entire passage. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. In other words, fools despise wisdom and instruction. The first thing I want you to see when it comes to wisdom is that we are to live wisely and skillfully. So what is wisdom? Webster defines it with three key words, insight, judgment, knowledge. Insight is a capacity to gain an accurate and deep intuitive understanding of a person or thing. Judgment is the ability to make considered decisions or come to a sensible conclusion. And knowledge is facts, information, skills acquired by a person through experience or education. To grow in wisdom is to grow in these three areas, insight, judgment, and knowledge. Wisdom is also a skill or the ability to do the job. I remember the first project I did when I went out on my own in construction. I had built many pole barns as an employee of someone else, but now I was building a barn for someone by myself. I hired my friend to come alongside me to help. And we knew the basics of building that barn, but to be frank, we were over our heads. We got all the posts in and thought we had the building completely squared up and realized the back corner shifted somehow. Or we got ahead of ourselves and didn't square it up very well. Either way, we had to take time to adjust and move the poles so that the buildings would be square. We lost at least two days. It was a lot harder to move the poles than it was to set the poles. This was just the beginning of a crazy adventure when it came to this pole barn. After we got all the purlins on the outside walls and the headers ready to support the trusses, we braced everything off. The next day, we came back to set the trusses. Here is where it began to get interesting. We made a decision to not hire a crane operator to put the trusses on the walls and instead carry them up ourselves. These were 12-foot walls in the pole barn, and the barn was probably 40 feet wide. We did this to save money because of the days that we had lost because of moving the poles. What a mistake. It took us all day to get those trusses up when it would have only taken us a couple hours if we had a crane putting those trusses up for us. Tired from the long day, we braced up the trusses the best we could and we left for home. During the night, sirens go off in our community because tornadoes have dropped down into our area. My heart sunk. Because in my heart, I knew that it probably had an impact on the barn that we had just built. Sure enough, when we came back, the trusses had fallen over. Half of the barn was leaning and a couple of them were broke. Now we had to hire an engineer to come out and tell us what to do to fix those trusses and to make sure that the roof was going to, be zero, was going to have zero issues in the years to come. Two more days wasted fixing trusses and another lesson learned. I'm proud to say that after 20 plus years, that barn still looks just as good as it did when we left. And the relationship we built with that homeowner is still great. Only by God's grace. The reason for this story was because there was 
a lot of mistakes that were made on that job, but I have built hundreds of homes and have never had any of the same issues that haunted me on that one barn again. All those mistakes helped me to gain wisdom for the skills in building future houses. It would have been very easy for me just to quit and never do it again. But it actually prompted me to want to do more and it made me a better builder today because of the experience I had on that day. Interesting enough, Solomon, the wisest man in scripture through God's word, gave us what we need to have wisdom. If you read God's word, Solomon is a great example of someone who shows us how to do it and how not to do it. Even though he was the wisest man to ever live, he ends his life as a fool because he uses his wisdom for himself instead of growing in his love for God. See, Proverbs teaches us to be wise with many different things. And here's some basic fundamental principles I think you will gain insight into when you read Proverbs. It teaches us to be wise with our family, our finances, our friendships, our speech. Anybody need some work on that? Our work, just like the story I shared with you at the introduction, See, it is Christ who makes us wise and gives us the ability to live wisely. Verse 2 of Proverbs reminds us that wisdom is gained through disciplined instruction. To gain wisdom, it takes work. It takes discipline. Talent can only take you so far. You have to work hard to gain wisdom in the skill or trade that God has given you. It doesn't just come naturally. We need to develop it. I love what Einstein says. Wisdom is not a product of schooling, but of the lifelong attempt to acquire it. Meaning, we always need to go after wisdom. We need to be coached in it. We need to gain knowledge in it by reading books, doing a devotional through God's word, by going to school to learn how to better what we are doing. The greatest leaders in the world are never satisfied with what they learned 10 years ago. They're always pursuing to better themselves today so that they are wiser tomorrow. And finally, we need to push towards a goal. And once we hit that goal, we need to add another goal. We haven't arrived because we just hit the goal that we that we put out in front of us. It just means we need to do even more. We need to add another goal. Verse 3 and 4 of chapter 1 tells us that wisdom increases as we coach people to it. This is one of the reasons I love what we do at our Bible institutes. Not only do we teach students about the truth of God's word, we help them use what they are learning and apply it. Basically, we coach them to a greater understanding of the reason why by showing them how to do it. One of the ways that I've learned to grow in my wisdom is to apply it to someone else by coaching. So it's really important that dads and moms, you are coaching your children, that pastors, you are coaching your congregations, that coaches obviously are coaching their players, as owners, that we are coaching our employees. In Proverbs verse 5 of chapter 1, it tells us to keep growing in wisdom. 
You will never fully arrive to complete wisdom until we spend eternity with Christ. So don't stop reading. Don't stop coaching. And don't stop setting goals for yourself. Keep growing. And closing out this very long sentence in verse 6, he challenges us to seek out wisdom. Find someone you trust to give you godly counsel. If you don't have a mentor in your life, I would encourage you to prayerfully consider someone who can help you grow in your wisdom. Someone that can help you grow in the gift that God has given you. Now finally, probably the most important verse is verse 7. And verse 7 tells us to fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I was challenged recently through the teaching of a pastor of how much do I really fear the Lord. I've spent several days examining my life to come to the realization that I don't fear him enough. I can be pretty selfish at times. Most of the things that I've done in my life, I have done out of fear of man more than out of fear of God. And the hard part is that I've used God as a tool to manipulate what man thinks about me. It is only by God's grace that I am where I am today, because reality is that I don't really deserve it. See, foolishness would be for me to recognize my failure, but continue to do the same thing. To not learn from what I am learning about myself when it comes to the fear of God. Wisdom would be taking what I have learned about my selfishness and setting aside and fearing the Lord more than fearing anything else. It's not man who rescued me. It's God who rescued me. So here's my closing challenge to you. This week, I would encourage you to meditate on Proverbs chapter 1 verses 2 through 7, and ask God what you need to change in your life so that you can better understand the wisdom he desires to give you. Then after you have spent some time evaluating your life, the next step of wisdom is to pursue it. What's so cool about God's word is that Proverbs 1.8 through chapters 9.18 tells you exactly how to do it. So what are you waiting for? Accept the challenge and ask God to help you grow in wisdom. I don't know if there's anybody else that needed this today, but I can tell you I needed this a lot. I want to be known as a leader who not only inspires to have wisdom, but also that fears God. I want to leave you with this quote by Abraham Lincoln. The best way to predict the future is to create it. Let me repeat that. The best way to predict the future is to create it. See, wisdom does not wait for you. It is always moving forward. The question is whether or not you are willing to put the work into capturing it. God bless. And until next time, yes, you can leave but it starts with you.